Hi, this is Yogi from RPWL and you're listening to Sonic Perspective. Welcome, everybody. This is Scott Medina for Sonic Perspectives. We're really happy to talk today with Yogi Lang from the band RPWL. They are just about to release, or they just have released, their brand new album, Tales from Outer Space. Welcome to the Earth, Yogi. Hello. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to be here. Fantastic. So it's been a long time since your last studio album of original material. <laughs> Uh, it is. Yeah. Were you wanting to take a break from writing songs all those many years? Uh, no, it was just, um, as you maybe know, the last two studio albums were uh, concept albums. So it was a real story. I mean, Tales from Outer Space, of, of, of course, it has a, a main topic. Yeah. But it, it is not that kind of... Um, kind of um, concept like Beyond Man and Time, where you um, write just from the beginning to the end and you have a storyboard. And um, it was it is kind of, 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 of a different writing um, music, if you want. So so it's um, we did the Beyond Man and Time. We did the, the second part of it with Wanted. And um, we tried to record that um, live because we wanted, as we did it uh, with Beyond Man and Time, we wanted to do a live version. But um, we had um, two different concepts of Wanted. It was uh, the, the live concept for clubs and we wanted, but it was originally intended to be a bit bigger. And um, at the end of the tour, we just thought of, hey, let's do one concert where we just do all the ideas that we had that we couldn't bring on tour because you can't um, you can't be on tour a month with a lot of I, I think it was were forty uh, actors or something so we, we couldn't do that and we did this and yeah it took some time to be honest because we did all uh, on ourselves it was um, um, just the edit of the of the film took me um, about, yeah, nearly a year. So it was, um, yeah, but it was cool to do that. But it was really, as you said, a long time to, um, to the next album because um, of all that work we had to do. And so, um, yeah, we, we thought of an intermission, to be honest, of an intermission. It could have been a third part. Um, because uh, the whole concept with Beyond Man and Time and Wanted uh, needs to have a third part. But it's, um, yeah, we wanted to do an intermission to write an album that is not bound to this concept thing um, as we did it, but just go into the studio and write seven really independent episodes. Same topic, but not connected in the story so much than it was before. And this was, yeah, it was a cool experience and we were so happy uh, about, yeah, it was kind of a, it was a kind of a, yeah, a intermission, but at the same time, liberation. 
Yeah. So for our listeners who may not be familiar, the the concert that Yogi is talking about here was released uh, with the name New Dawn uh, a couple years ago. So that's the whole concert is filmed in video, so you can get that on DVD as well as the audio recordings. And then the intermission that he's referring to is the brand new album, Tales from Outer Space. So are you saying, Yogi, if, if you decided to do, if you had decided to do the third part of this potential trilogy, that it might have taken a while and we may not have gotten a new yeah, album from you guys so. for a while? You're huh? exactly right, Scott. <laughs> I, I doubt so. So it's, um, yeah, it, it would have, it's, it's a lot of brain work for me to have this because there's it's um anybody that listened to it uh, there's also an audiobook for the for the beyond man and time thing to to get deeper into the story and um yeah that's it's it's a lot of brain work and and i know but but still we're just a rock band you know <laughs> uh, that wants to go to stage uh, on stage and 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 play and so maybe this is a bit yeah if you want so back to the roots of what we did before, but uh, I, I mean, it's still RPWL as the concepts album uh, concept albums are, but it's yeah, kind of a different thing. Yeah, yeah. But how was that for you? Like during all that time, have you been? You know, it's been what at least five years now. Have you been itching with yeah. new new material, uh, or have you just kind of taken a break from writing for a few of those years mm. as you focused on the concert performance? And, as you maybe know, we we also run a label uh, on our own. So this is the the thing RPWL. Uh, um, um, when we um, searched for a new label in uh, it was two thousand and ten because um, SPV in 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 Europe went uh, uh, went bankrupt and and mm-hmm. it was a lot of confusion and we just thought of hey let's do it ourselves yeah before we. Um, sign anything, you know, to just to just to do music, and it also gives us the opportunity to um, um, to help other bands just to release their things, and um, we do that um, since 2010, and we did a lot of work in in the uh, the recent years because it's, I mean, we have a studio, we have a label, we have a band, and uh, if you take a band like um, Subsignal that we produced and have on our label, and it's a lot of work, yeah. to be honest. So it's um, um, maybe RPWL went a bit out of our focus, you know, because there's so much other work to do, but we had still in mind um, to do an album, of course, but when it was time to... to uh, to to work on new things it was just like this as i said this liberation thing hey no that not not a story again let's just do music nice and uh, i had this idea of of okay let's do seven stories it's it's not so much the the thought about um sci-fi it's it's more the the thought about let's look to the earth from the totally outside you're not involved. Just look at it, and what do you see? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that was kind of yeah. It, it was it was so much fun to be in the studio and work like this. Nice, nice. I think it's even cool to do a concept album, of course. And and but it's just um, you have with this with the stories from the beginning to the end with the storyboard. You have this this point when when the story makes its own music. 
and you're not really, you know, the story is you're the captain at the beginning, and but the story at some point the story is the captain, mm-hmm. and just pushes the whole music into a direction you cannot i mean it's interesting and it's so cool but we wanted to be the captain of that album so it's it's cool yeah and so with the theme of of tales from outer space it i mean you obviously in these seven stories are using this theme as a vehicle to reflect on you know the challenges and atrocities of mankind uh were you also using it because of a personal interest in extraterrestrial life as well um, there's an interest when I was, uh, I, I mean, I, I, um, when I was young, I was, uh, a real Roddenberry fan because it's, um, it's so much, what I like about it is this, you can build your own future. Yes. And when you have it as in the thoughts of, of, for example, Roddenberry, it's, it's so cool to see no money, uh, all are equal, and and it's it's so nice, you know. Mm. And um, I mean, even there, you have problems. Of course, in in every thought that goes into the future, you will uh, and and you involve other people. You will have problems, of course. But it's um, it's so nice, and and even when you, uh, I remember there was this um, sci-fi series in Europe called Space Ninety Nine. Mm-hmm. Where people in the seventies thought that we were have bases on the moon just in thirty years, right? And even <laughs> in the year twenty nineteen, we even can't pay equal money to men and women, and and so mm-hmm. it's 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 yeah, it's I mean it's frustrating, but it's always I I mean there's always a future you can. Um, you can be part of so it's uh and you can create so it's um um there's still hope <laughs> but i like this Let's hope so. i like this open future of a sci-fi story you know? yeah you can you can build your own things and yeah and even um there's there's always this thing what was just not in the future only but was what was in the past you have i mean for examples just to um you have pyramids all over the world and there are two possibilities even the people just seven eight thousand years ago they had planes just to go from mexico to egypt or to slovenia and just say hey let's build pyramids or (laughs) all people come to the same idea maybe you know, it's this open thing I like. It is. I don't believe in aliens. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a believer. It's 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 just the open, the open mind and thinking of of um, thinking of various possibilities how things could happen and how things maybe were in the past. You never know, but it's fun to think about it. I know the the mystery is there, isn't it? Yeah, it is there. So why not write about it? It's outside. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So do you personally think uh, the human race will survive its self-destructive tendencies? I don't think so. But I don't know if it's... um... I I mean, it's nothing... I I think it's nothing that that will happen in the near future. 
but um, I don't really believe that can uh, that that mankind can really change it into a into something that will work in the future. So mm. it's. Uh, but I'm not sure. So it's it's just it's just I, I'm I'm not uh, it's not depressing to me, you know. It's just I'm 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 just not sure. Yeah. But I uh, best thing would be we all prove them wrong and just do the right things in in the near future. But uh, you know we in Europe we have to handle the Brexit. Yeah. And uh, the, a lot of strange things going on at the moment. Mm. As we, um, I, I mean, when when I um, when I was young, we had still borders uh, in inner Europe, yeah. and I always tried to um, make uh, make it clear to my to my children that it was not always as as um, they are now living in a Europe without any any borders. You know, they can go wherever you want, and in the recent uh, in in the last couple of years they start to build up these borders again. And even if you go to Austria, this was, uh, I, I mean, uh, um, it, the police will stop you and just um, see, well, want to see your passports. And this is strange. It's, I mean, it's strange to me, but I know the time um, I was there when that was all very usual, mm-hmm. but our children are just what happened there, you know, and it's so it's there are a lot of things going on that are not that are not right. And I mean, even the the war between poor and the rich and, and all those things. Um, but maybe we, we get it mm-hmm. into the, in the future. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Did you go to Roger Waters performance of the wall back in what was that? 20, 30 years ago? No. No, you weren't at that one. Yeah. No, no. It was, uh, I, I, I can remember when he came up with the wall um, of Floyd. It was in, I think in Germany, it was at, um, late 1980 or, or early 1981. Mm-hmm. And um, I was 14 or something. And my mother just looked at me as I was a complete alien. <laughs> because there was only one place in, uh, in Germany, in Dortmund, where they could build up the wall, so there was no other place. Yeah, and um, yeah, you you bought the a ticket with a with a um, train ticket together, and it was huh. I, I mean it was yeah, and my mother just it, it's not that she said no, you know she just said nothing and just turned away when I wanted to go there, so I was too young. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> So getting back to the the new album, um, mm. you didn't have a dedicated bass player on this one, did you? No, um, we thought about it because um, it was um, just when um, um, I, I mean uh, with RPWL, all our musicians and uh, our bass player that um, gladly joined us a couple of years ago. Um, um, and but he had so many jobs, and um, there were a couple of jobs he couldn't give up, and collided with our tour, and um, so we just uh, yeah I mean, but it was there was no reason to to 
to really get a new bass player because Kali can play bass very well. Mm -hmm. And um, so we decided just to do um, the album on our own. And um, yeah. Did that change the quite good. Did that change the feel of recording the album for you at all? Mm, no, not really. Not really. Because um, um, yeah, to be honest, Kali played all the demos when we um, plays all the demos when we um, compose music. Mm -hmm. So it's just that um, that uh, finally no one comes and plays Kali's parts again. So it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not so. It's not such a new thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it worked out very well. So it's. Um, I mean, we had options, but um, yeah, maybe we wanted to be on our own. So it's. And for the tour, we have uh, a good friend of us that also um, did the um, did the um, DVD recording with um, with a new dawn mm -hmm. and he's a, he's a nice friend he's the bass player of, of German band Sylvan and also the bass player of Carlos solo project so it was it's blind ego kind yeah. of you know yeah we keep it in the family that's good <laughs> <laughs> that's very good yeah is blind ego on the same uh, recording label gentle art of music yeah yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah. great great well and he I know <laughs> I know it was a little while ago now, but uh, you released an excellent solo album called No Decoder. Uh, do you have yeah. any desire to write a, another solo album these days or are your hands too full? Yes, yes. Um, um, that's funny, Scott, that, that you ask because uh, I just work on it. And Kali yeah. uh, did his first uh, composing sessions with Blind Ego, and I did uh, a drum session already for my new album. And um, there were also two songs that are two leftovers from the No Decoder session um, that we did for the album. It was uh, the song Not Our Place To Be and the What I Really Need. Mm -hmm. And um, because they had kind of... Uh, this uh, science fiction feeling mm -hmm. and uh, yeah I, I, I just asked Kali um, if this was something that we could use for RPWL and he listened I, I remember he listened to Not Our Place To Be and he looked at me and said I will never do a country song and <laughs> left the studio and yeah because it was you can't it was so different it was uh i i mean it's the basic rhythm track that i did it's even guy pratt on bass that uh -huh. i um we did this this album together in in 2010 mm -hmm. it's the same thing but kale added he just erased one of the uh guitar um guitar tracks played a new guitar on it and added this strange stringed theme and yeah. the whole song completely changed ah. into yeah something that was that that i'd call that that has now the rpwl feeling and um this was quite nice but we totally re-recorded the what i really need he this was a mm. singer songwriter song and i know he finds uh, i i think it's boring for kali as a guitar player when you stand there with a <laughs> <laughs> with the acoustic guitar and um yeah he did a new with it the whole recording new 
So he added those parts. It's kind of like that U2 vibe in the beginning of the, you know, the edge guitar and yeah. Yes. But it's so funny that uh, how a song can change when you just, um, just do a couple of things, you know, Mm -hmm. just do a couple of things, same rhythm recording and the whole song changed. Yeah. So this was really nice. That was really nice. It's amazing how much uh, arrangements and production does change the whole vibe of a, a song like uh, Not Our Place to Be. I would never think there's anything country uh, song to it. So, it, yeah, some someday well, you, you got... Did like my acoustic guitar. I, I think that was... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, you, you should have some outtakes so that people can hear, you know, the demos in, in the original form. That'd be fascinating. Yeah. You know, in the um, in the interim, while you were doing these other live things, you, you also released uh, two live albums of rare early Pink Floyd material. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now it's interesting. We see Nick Mason starting to tour the pre-Dark Side material it's as well. Really yeah, it's really interesting. Because when we started off, um, we were just, when you go back to, to um, 1998 or something, we just started off playing old Floyd themes. I, I mean, we didn't have time to rehearse, but when we first met, it was just a um, kind of a common sense, you know, ah, you know that song, yeah, let's play it. And we were just the four crazy guys that um, play four songs, but for two hours. And um, <laughs> when we, it's, and, and, and then people said we, we were a kind of Pink Floyd cover band, and um, it's so strange because it's a, um, a, a strange feeling to me because those cover bands just try to copy it note by note, which which doesn't go to the heart of a real Floyd song as I um, as I um, yeah as I hear it yeah and mm-hmm. I heard it when when I was young and, and just raised up with it uh, I grew up with with all this um, with all this music and um, it was funny because we 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 did a couple of of um, there's one there's one concert every year in in Munich when we play on the Olympic Tower um, that is called Psychedelic Christmas and um, there we play 50% Pink Floyd and 50% RPWN and I remember in one of the first nights we do it now for really a couple of years ago uh, um, um, now I, I think since 2007 or 2008 I think but it's um, yeah it's every year sold out so it's really funny and we um we played the first part um um pink floyd songs and uh we did a short break just um to get the people something to drink because it's really i i mean the, the concert could last about three hours or something yeah and uh, a nice lady came to me and said it's really cool but will now come Pink Floyd in the second part. <laughs> because she knew none of the songs. No, I, I can believe it. Yeah, well, it's... I actually yeah. love that. And, and so we, um, coming from that, um, we, we thought about, hey, let's just record, because we um, record every tour we, we do, and um, we always play this Floyd thing on... 
I mean, even when you play a, a psychedelic festival or something, or, or you play it as an encore, yeah. And um, let's just do an album with with the songs we have. And it was so much fun, and um, it was so amazing for the people because ah, that's Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. and um, so it was. Yeah, for many people, it was the reason to dig into the old things and, and find there, because there's so much beauty in those songs, because they're, I mean, rough on the one side, but mm-hmm. but there's always the heart of Pink Floyd is there. And this is, and then we did the, um, did the Man and the Journey tour in, in yeah. Europe, because we just wanted to get on the peak of this thing <laughs> and present people what they never knew. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it was, it, it, it's, it's cool, but it's, uh, I, I mean, mainly it was, the idea was to show people what it means, what it also could mean to have Pink Floyd as a, um, yeah, to have, to have the music of Pink Floyd in your heart, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not copying every note and, and copying a show or something. It's taking the heart of it and, and maybe build a new body around mm-hmm. and, and, but never, never leave the song and never leave the feeling. So it's, yeah, it was cool. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, now that Nick Mason is touring those early songs, uh, maybe it'll draw even more interest to your recordings. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. He's, he's following in your footsteps now. <laughs> Well, maybe Guy Pratt told him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that, that, that could have been the link there, right? Yeah, it seems like there's always a theme of um, finding meaning running through the RPWL albums, uh, and at times a deeper sense of spirituality, like on the "World Through My Eyes" album. Is mm-hmm. that is that always a prime mover for you in in your lyrics and songwriting is to this question of meaning and in the world i i think so i i mean the um of course it's a question um um to do a step or to go somewhere but i always find it more interesting to ask why do you do that Hmm. and um this is always i i think it's it's a basic question in my thinking um, I'm, I try always, always trying to get why people do that, and and it's if you if you if you get to that, um, if you get to that point, um, it it leads to more understanding. I think it's it's even easier to understand why someone does it, uh, does things, um, and than just to to think, hey, he does something um, that I wouldn't do or something, you know? And um, yeah, it's much easier to think that way. Mm-hmm. What do you see of the significance of your own name, Yogi? <laughs> I tell you the story of my own name, but it maybe will uh, not... Um, lead to the direction that you think it's um i was um my school when i was young was about um 15 kilometers um away and um there was always a bus going to the to there to the next city where the um where the high school was and there was a yogi in the bus and it was you know just always the same people in the bus 
and um, he made um, uh, so he finished he, he made Abitur as, as you call it in, in Germany and, and he was uh, finished and in, in the moment it was finished the whole bus was um, was thinking about what we do, do we do without Yogi and uh, he had the same name that I had Jürgen and um, so the whole bus decided that I will be Yogi in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the story about Yogi. Yeah. And the only, I think, the only, um, the only one that calls me Jürgen is my mother. Mm-hmm. So it's totally fixed into uh, into people's mind yeah. here and uh, here around the place. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I, I remember my mother was calling in the studio, and we had um, we had a lot of uh, trainees there, and um, she was just calling. Can I talk to Jürgen? And he said, "You're totally wrong. <laughs> There's nobody here with that thing." <laughs> Mom, yeah. <laughs> After having achieved so many of these performances and recording goals uh, with a great, you know, discography, uh, do you still have the same inspiration and excitement about RPWL that you did about 20 years ago? Yes, because we always, I I always, I, I got the feeling that we always do something new. It's it's not, I, I mean, you could say uh, I hear RPWL music even in the first album and now, and it's it's maybe if, if you're not so into um, this kind of music, it maybe sounds the same. I can remember my father didn't hear a difference between ACDC and Pink Floyd. And um, <laughs> I was young. But um, for us, it's always something different. Maybe it has to do with also with touring and doing, um, you know, the, the totally individual tours. We do a Beyond Man and Time tour that has nothing to do with the Wanted tour and um, the Tales of Outer Space tour will have nothing to do with, with the other ones. So it's always something new in it that is really, um, yeah, kicking you. Mm-hmm. And it's always um, kind of an experience. Yeah. And we love that. So it's it's yeah. There's there's always this kind of yeah this new thing in it mm-hmm. that 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 kicks oh, the whole band. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite album from your career? I'm not sure. Not really. I mean, the last album is always the the album you have most in mind, and and um, that that is that is touching you. Um, but I, I think that um, the World Through My Eyes album was the most change in all the band things because um, it was, um, yeah, kind of a bigger production. It was, um, we did um, spend more time on it. Um, we did um, RPWL get a, uh, was on another level um, for every one of us, and um, maybe this is this is yeah. I, I don't know if it's maybe it's the most important album for the band, and therefore it has a um, kind of. And I listen to it um, 
from time to time, and I'm always surprised what we did at that time. So it's 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 cool to listen to it. And people, um, there are a lot of people that when you get emails or something, they um, a lot of them refer to that album when they um, um, as as an album where they could dig in our music into our music and 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 um, see what the what the world of RPWL is about. Yeah. So it's it's a special, still a special album for me. Yeah, I, I would say the same for for me as well. And there's for me, it's a large part of it. Not only is the diversity of sounds and the the world music influence that came in on that one, but also uh, the strength of your melodies that come out. You know, whether it's Bound to Reach the End or uh, Three Lights, or you know, there's like really strong melodies. Yeah, that, that come yeah, out. and and that continues through all of your albums. But there there are many very powerful moments there that that bring up the emotion of which is yeah. which is what i love about progressive rock yeah yeah and it's a very colorful album mm-hmm. and um as you try as you always try to to be different to your last one um the rpwl experience was just trying to get against it and, right. and trying to get a bit rougher and trying to get uh um not that full color um, full color music, but mm-hmm. uh, getting more in this black and white reality, and yeah, so it's yeah, uh, you did that really, I, I, you did that really well is, with the album covers yeah. as well, yeah, yeah. There you see, it it had a a big importance for 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 the band mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I was always amazed that "Breathe In, Breathe Out" wasn't just a massive hit. You know, I thought that was just <laughs> it, it was just a perfect, you know, less than five minute really catchy uh prog kind of hit you know it it mm. so so much there yeah <laughs> so um so these days you you obviously tour a good amount in Europe uh but you've mm-hmm. to my knowledge you've only played in the states a handful of times mostly at festivals yeah yeah yeah, I think uh, it'd be wonderful to get you back here or or maybe on the annual um cruise to the edge trip you would be fantastic there if if you guys are able to do that yeah that would be cool that would be cool i I mean we always try to um to be open to to everything but it's of course when you cross the ocean there's a lot of money yeah um on the table and there's your equipment on the table and there is um only for one gig you know that's that's very expensive for everyone who books a band so it's um, even you have, as you said, a big festival, or you have a couple of gigs in a row. So it's mm, mm-hmm. it's always yeah, it's 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 difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that. But you're gonna have a great tour in April, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. So <laughs> everybody listening, if you're in Europe or able to make it over there, be sure to. Check these guys out as they get on on the road from direct from outer space, and it sounds like we have a hint of what might come after that for maybe the third part of this trilogy. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, we're just so it 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 was so much fun that we just do another one. So it's mm, right. Let's see. 
We'll see. <laughs> well, Yogi, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. And, I thank uh, you, Scott. It's a fantastic new album. Really always uh, excited to get new music from RPWL. And, thank you. And all the best on uh, Solo Endeavor. I'd really look forward to that as well. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Okay, till next time. Okay. Cheers. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our interview with Yogi Lang from the band RPWL. Their new album, Tales from Outer Space, is out now. And we're going to close our show with listening to one track from that. This is one of the longer tracks on it called Light of the World.
Give us strength to survive 